This is a Rooster Teeth production. everybody we're back welcome to the show this is the most the show where we ask our friends and guests the most questions uh today's episode is brought to you by expressvpn you know them you love them the chirons at the bottom expressvpn.com they're great uh because they encrypt our data they keep it private they mask our ip address uh they keep uh you know sending our packets little packets with the data keep our isps from like searching sifting through that stuff with their with their digital sieves to try to get uh, information about you, nuts to that. Scram, beat it. ExpressVPN.com/rttv. Check them out. We appreciate them sponsoring the show. We'll talk more about them a little bit later on. I am one of your hosts of the show, Andrew Rosas, and I'm the other one, Drew Saplin. Oh, it is still fucked up. Look at my hair. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm getting a haircut today. Aha! Just a nightmare. Oh, Everybody's going to just deal with my nightmare hair this entire time. Um, today on the show, we have uh, Jack Patillo. Liar. Hello, Jack. You're, you're a liar. I'm not on this show. Do you, is it Patillo or Patillo? It's Patillo. Yeah, I'm very Spanish. Look how Spanish I am. See how, see how dark my skin is. Hey, uh, I'm I'm Mexican. I'm half Mexican, and no one ever, ever, no one ever guesses this. This is true. always new information to people. We'll have a double L in your uh, last so, name, and you'll be fine. Patio. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jack Patio and uh, <laughs> Jessica and, and Rooster Teeth's own Jessica Vasami are here. She's here as well. Hello, Jessica. Hello, Hello guys. Happy to be back. Thanks, Yay. thanks for being here. Uh, Happy to have either, you. Do either of you have anything to promote before we scramble into this episode and then forget to promote anything at the end of it? Uh, listen to Annual Pass. It's a good show. It's about okay. theme parks. It's a lot of fun. Low stakes. It's, the... It's, the, it's the most family-friendly thing that Rooster Teeth produces, I think. What, uh, <laughs> what, uh, what was the last theme park you went to and reviewed? What was the last thing you did? Uh, we went to Halloween Horror Nights back in October, and uh, and it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. And the, the episode that's up right now, actually coming out tomorrow, is Incredicoaster out in uh, Disney California Adventure. Oh. Yeah. Mm. And so we talked to, so we talked to a trainer on that ride actually do you do you Question. always sit in the front oh, also sorry, also I, I mean i enjoy the front but i'll sit wherever yes jessica mm. uh a, a question from a, a woman with a long because okay i've noticed that as i get older i can't my body just can't take roller coasters i need dramamine and i'm just sick as you get older does this happen to you or are you just still okay no, no, absolutely. Um, there, uh, this is a good question. Thank you very much for the question. Um, welcome to <laughs> annual pass supplementary content here. Um, That's right. This, this is the, uh, the annex. <laughs> the um, I can't do I can't do rides that have a lot of screens. Um, for example, yes. Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. It's the Me one inside too. the Hogwarts Castle at Universal. It's the big got popular so one. Yep. It's when when I'm Me on too. the ride, normal like all the props and stuff, the animatronics, no problem. But as soon as the screen drops in front of your face, I literally have to look down at my feet because I'll I'll get motion sickness and then pass out. So same thing um, happens. Pass out. Yeah, yeah. Well, not Damn. pass out, but throw up for sure. Uh, yep. But oh, yeah. So any, anytime the motion <laughs> sim, thank you very much. Thank you for adding that. Great. Uh, I mean, it's almost the same exact logo. It's all, you can just extend the the most banner. There you go. Across. Yeah. But any anytime there's like if it's just a pure motion sim, I it, it's tough for me. The ones that are enclosed, like Star Tours, I can do mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. some reason. But like even like the Simpsons ride and what used to be Back to the Future, that kind of stuff, that's a little bit tricky for me. I don't know why. Hmm. So mm -hmm. any, any other questions? A uh, uh, question from uh, you know Drew. You got any questions oh, about your part? Have you done a barf? Have you barfed? No, no, I have not. I've gotten, I've, I've had that queasy feeling that where it's like you know your mouth starts producing extra mm. saliva. Yeah. But I've never oh, yeah. made it to the point of throwing up. And then what's the worst ride you've ever ridden, either on the show or in ever? Fast and the Furious Supercharged is the biggest piece of garbage on where, the planet. Where, where can one not ride that? <laughs> That's at Universal Studios in Orlando. It replaced it. two amazing attractions for one garbage attraction. That is a, it's a tenth of an attraction in California, and they made a whole ride out of it uh, in Florida. It's, it's bad. And, and, 
And the ride got sued because uh, they used the tagline "When you're here, your family," and that was already taken. So they, uh, <laughs> they stepped on some uh, stepped on some serious wow. uh, some serious. Uh, they just throw breadsticks so, at you the whole time. Yeah, and... yeah exactly. And a, they're unlimited. It... They're unlimited. Bre- you're getting hit with unlimited breadsticks. They don't stop. They just no, keep never. coming. This launch them right at you. All right. Well, hey, thank you everyone for tuning in to this supplementary <laughs> episode of Annual Pass. I do appreciate yeah, it. Check us out. Come out every Thursday on YouTube, youtube.com slash annual pass with video version. <laughs> or also anywhere podcasts are uh, are available. All right. Uh, thank are you available. very much. And let's go back to uh, the most. Oh, Welcome yeah. We, we, uh, return. I mean, we, we return to the this, most. This is the show. We don't do anything for the, another 22 <laughs> minutes. Um, <laughs> we had a rerun last week because Eric Badur bailed on us. Uh, and I'll say that out loud in public. Eric Badur, you mm-hmm. turd. Uh, <laughs> so we ran last week. So we haven't talked to each other. I haven't talked to Andrew since uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, so yeah. this is oh. technically the post-Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, this um, is uh, th- this is uh, 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 friendship. The the return, the sequel, uh, yeah. part two. Uh, no, friendship I, uh... once a week when we have to, um, for one hour. Uh, <laughs> I was uh... going to say, sorry, I wanted to go, go back ahead. really quickly and talk about uh, roller coasters since I'm with a foremost expert on rides. One of my favorite things, or like as a kid, I remember one of like the things that always like blew my mind was how much money goes into before the ride the Mm. like the like line part of the the line part of the ride where there's just like screens everywhere and Mm -hmm. it's like you're going through like a a like like a quick like tunnel like episode of something with like screens everywhere and it's like you know you'll never catch me batman as like mm-hmm. the, the, you know joker is like running through the, and you're like getting these steps and then you get on a ride i think it's just so funny that there's like yeah. has to be this in- entertainment part of the ride before the ride but it's like i think this part cost as much as the ride right. like, like the most of the so media much- and like the stuff that they filmed yeah Mar- yeah mark like hamill's there, was- there live on scene yeah <laughs> I mean, I even with the yeah, Hogwarts yeah. ride, Jack, like, is I think it's the Hogwarts ride, um, the one in the castle where you're just like walking through li- Hogwarts, and mm-hmm. before you get, it's it was fantastic, and they even have holograms of the three of them, Whoa. so it really well, got you in the in the zone for sure. It's it's interesting because like the way sort of lines in general have evolved for theme park attractions over the years is is amazing because like Andrew, what you're talking about is just like the switchback DMV queues that has mm-hmm. had like a big four three TV hanging down above your head with like a, a cartoon running, and now like you have like what Jessica was saying with like, the Hogwarts uh, you know queue, you actually go through the castle and they've realized you can do the switchbacks, but what you have to do is never let people know where the front of the line is so you always think you're almost there so people they will wait longer in line if if they go from room to room to room so it's like oh we're in this room now it's like oh cool i have something to look at it's like oh we'll move on to the next room and really it's just it's just switchbacks after switchbacks but they're just in different areas so you never know how far <laughs> back you are yeah and no windows no clocks no easy yeah, accessible exits it's like a, it's like a casino it was, your, your it was brain is like fully hacked as dorky as i am there's a, there's an hour and a half long documentary about lines and about fast pass that just came out defunct land put it out it's incredible and i i highly highly recommend you check it out over on defunct, youtube.com slash defunct land it's so, awesome jack it's so good. i just i just want to start a supplementary podcast called the line that we just follow <laughs> you and jeff me and andrew just follow you and jeff to different theme parks don't get to ride we just get to stand in line for you we, and we, then when we get to the front you guys get on the ride ride the ride and then that's the that's the two podcasts it's funny we've actually done some supplementary stuff for for annual pass where like there's one we've recorded a couple where i give jeff a tour around the theme park so we're both lobbed up and i'm literally right. walking around explaining the theme park and that'll come out soon and then another one i pitched is an idea it's like it's a line podcast podcast where literally we get into a line and we record up until we get on the ride and it's just like nice. how, however long the line is is however long the episode will be so oh, wow rad. yeah well, well, well we so haven't now, done one of those yet so what's okay. the what's the best uh line experience that you've had what uh, line to line to ride ratio like what's the best um, overall experience yeah. not necessarily ride experience uh hagrid's magical motorbike adventure i think is mm-hmm. the full name of it uh they have a really cool line um it, it does <laughs> kind of get a little bit uh basic sort of in the middle part it's, it's you know typically you go through a line and there's like kind of like a pre-show where it's like hey we're going to explain kind of what's happening and then you go through like mm-hmm. one more room mm-hmm. and you're on the ride yeah. this one the yeah. pre-show is way early so it's like a pre-show and then like 45 minutes of more line and then you're on the ride um, mm-hmm. that was really good. You're saying the second act kind of drags. 
a little bit a little bit um <laughs> the transformers uh attraction has a really good cue as well um it really sets up the tone as you're getting on the ride um man i don't know Mid black train cool too even the train ride to um diagon is it diagon alley or hogsmeade from Hogwarts it goes to back hogsmeade. and forth it's, it's yeah. different it's different depending on which direction you're going true Ooh, they even oh. do um they have like a little area where you can walk into the brick wall uh onto platform nine and three quarters but from where you're standing in the line it looks like you're going through the brick but you're actually just going through like a tunnel but it's really kind of cool to look at as like an illusion but that was really cool yeah that's yeah. before it's, the ride to during the line area yeah it, it is really that's interesting rad. seeing how it stuff is. has changed over the years and mm -hmm. like it's i i yeah my first experience with like a pre because i grew up in san antonio literally like a mile away from six flags so we would always we would get uh season passes just for every summer because we could go that was like send the kids to the theme park like it's all set like we were the very i think feel like the few people who like got our money's worth out of like a season pass um for you know as much as we used it but I think the first time I ever experienced the like the the production of a ride, like the theatricality, like the like you know, while like watching a screen that like introduces you to the whole concept and the narrative of why you're going on this ride was when I was I think I was like six. It was the Back to the Future ride, which mm -hmm. the Universal mm -hmm. Studio went uh, and did the Back to the Future ride, and that had like the whole like, setup and you go inside and there's like steam and there was like the screen with doc brown explaining the whole ride and i just remember being like oh wow there's just there's just like again like you said drew just like so much um like stuff they had like other stuff they had to go and film and make in order to like just get you through the line of this ride i just think that's so like so fascinating but also like interesting because they are trying to create like a story or a narrative of like that like i i don't know what it does to your brain uh per se i mean aside from entertain but it's like an experience what it does, in a yeah exactly yeah. i guess it, yeah, yeah. it tries to engage kind of more parts of your brain in, in instead of just like we you know um, here's a ride for like, three seconds and then you're off yeah yeah right I mean, theme parks in general actually i we so we had kevin perger who's who's runs defunct land we had him on an episode we recorded one oh, already it'll, yeah. it'll come out in a few weeks and uh we we just kind of went on about art and sort of like because he makes he makes documentaries that's his thing and he he makes mm -hmm. you know he's big into filmmaking but then he basically said theme parks are art is really what it yeah. comes down to and how you experience it and and it, it, we had a fascinating conversation and the more you think about it the more it's like oh yeah it's it's immersive art i mean basically like drew we did a whole show at meow wolf in yeah. in uh in santa fe and even the the denver installation well, there's a ride in denver that meow wolf did a, a a ride where you can like I think you you go through and it's like a first person shooter, but also a roller coaster to a great degree. Yeah, but the Elidge Gardens is the yeah yeah yeah. And then the the new uh, like space um, I got to go to back in October when we were doing the voodoo thing, and it, it feels way more theme parky. Like you realize like oh this is it, it it points you to the art of theme parks where it's just like oh this makes total sense like because they are artist forward and you're like oh everything here is art every single piece of detail had to be painted or thought about and so like the extent of the thought is uh and i think that's something that disney does really well yeah. in terms of like the extent of the imagineering and the uh the fucking robots that's what i wanted to be as a kid was a was a, was a animatronics guy i just wanted to be i just wanted to f work on those ro weird ass well, robots i mean the, the idea of saying like okay i want you to tell a story about jurassic park while traveling at 70 miles an hour you right. know it's like and they pull it off you know it's like yeah. something like velocicoaster like they tell a full narrative from mm -hmm. the start to the end of the ride through the queue through the the pre-show through getting on the attractions through being on the roller coaster to stepping off and it's like oh it tells a full story all while you know you're experiencing it. and it's 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 incredible and mm -hmm. I, I just i love that side of things and as, as i've gotten older i can appreciate that a lot more and and is the uh is the rock and roller coaster that. is the rock and roller coaster still a thing it is just, wow. as a matter, as a matter of fact yeah. one of yeah. the first episodes of annual pass we did uh i just took a moonshot and and dm'd or i messaged ken marino on twitter because ken, ken marino is in the pre-show of, <laughs> of rock and roller coaster and i was like dude you want to come on my podcast and talk about is it is that like, a new thing okay. though <laughs> him being in the pre-show is that new 
No, no, he's been in there since the very beginning. Really? It was like, oh, okay. man. It was like right as the state had started. It was like one of his okay. first things he did. And he was okay. like, his wow. agent's like, hey, I got this gig. It's a two day gig. You can go hang out with Aerosmith and, uh, and Ileana Douglas. And he's like, okay. And, you know, and, <laughs> and so, yeah, he filmed this in thing. Reno. And they did two versions there was the American version and then the Paris version. And, uh, yeah, and it's still there. I mean, as of right now, supposedly, um, there is a like break glass in case of emergency thing where if, any member of Aerosmith dies, they shut the ride down immediately, and then like they're ready to swap it all out. So I don't know whether or not that's true, but there's also there's always rumors of it of it shutting down and changing did or they, becoming did they something shoot, else. Like four different versions with like three di- like each. Like, okay, now swap out. Oh, Tyler, <laughs> Steven Tyler. It's like uh, uh, it's like that episode of Thirty Rock where they film all those like uh, disaster scenarios so they can yeah. preempt news and yes. it's just like. <laughs> We all yes. remember where we were when that tornado hit that handgun mm-hmm. factory. Like they just like, <laughs> just filled a bunch yes. of different scenarios, whatever it happens. Yeah. Yeah. My my favorite uh, my favorite bit about that is in the pre-show, uh, Steven Tyler actually throws up the shocker at one point. Like he nice. puts it, he puts his hands on his head and throws up the shocker. God. They've digitally added in his ring finger to make him do like a full like hand now instead of doing the shocker. And so wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, again. I think we've. I think we, I feel like we've talked about this on this show, but like Aerosmith is they they've gone hard this whole time. Like there was never, and now they're a family friendly enterprise that has a whole million dollar like roller coaster on their behalf. Like how how do you spin that PR from like the eighties vision of them of just like hard hard uh, hard living dudes into like. Hey, put your kid on this roller coaster and listen to some hits. <laughs> <laughs> and listen to some hits. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that is that is some true that is some true like career crafting where you can go from being a band made of cocaine to <laughs> having a family friendly ride like at a theme park to having well, and we are I, yeah we definitely talked about uh 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 Revolution X the 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 fucking arcade yeah, the game video that shoots, game yeah that shoots CDs. There's a gun that shoots CDs. Generation X. At the end of, or Generation X. Was it Revolution X? Or oh, Revolution X. You're right. You're right. Revolution X. X. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, but yeah, just like, man, whoever was like kind of crafting the arc of their like their traject their career trajectory, like who could have thought? Like, well, all right, listen, listen, boys, we're gonna get you on theme parks. We're gonna look, okay, stop. Hey, get that dollar bill out of your nose. We're gonna put you in <laughs> yeah. video games. We're gonna well, put you at theme parks. <laughs> I know it might it might shock you, but Aerosmith was not their first choice. Uh, the the initial the initial this band. This is so interesting. W- it was going Jeff to it, no, it was actually going to be uh, the Rolling Stones, and uh, even worse, ah, like yeah. again, yeah. And then they came back and they were like, "We want eighty gajillion dollars," and right. and Disney was like, "No, thank you." Then they went to Kiss, and Kiss was basically like, "We want even more than the Rolling Stones," and they were wow. like, "No, absolutely not." Kiss, and Kiss, I feel like Kiss would have been a better like that. I feel like Kiss would have been the best choice. Yeah, that would have been yeah. the coolest choice. But then, uh, <laughs> right at right at the time the ride was coming out, actually, uh, Armageddon had just hit, so Aerosmith yeah. was kind of oh. on this like you know they yeah. had uh you know uh like Janie's got a gun and crazy mm-hmm. and like they started they had a few hits and then Armageddon hit and Don't Want to Miss a Thing came out oh. and there was like they're the hotness and mm-hmm. Armageddon was a disney co-owned production like somehow they were tied into it, yeah, it and they're like, yeah. yeah 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 and so uh what, they're okay one of my favorite things about sorry speaking of this will be it might, might be a segue into a different topic but i but it reminds me of something that i just find so fascinating which is like so it doesn't happen as much anymore but like through the 90s and early 2000s like a movie's signature song that you were going to hear on oh. the radio like that was yeah. going to be was a huge thing but mm-hmm. what was so great, what was so, what's so fascinating about it is that like, th- that is like a song written in like a Brill building by like four people and then <laughs> they shop it out to people. Like, right. so they go to like, cause I was like, don't want to miss a thing was originally, if I'm not mistaken, not supposed to be an Aerosmith song. Like they, they, they shop that song to like four or five other bands or people. Um, and then and who all passed on it and then Aerosmith was like yeah we'll do it and then it goes <laughs> to like you know quadruple platinum like it just it it, it sets well, the world on fire what about so huge. what about my heart will go on what do you know that song was that made for something no. No? Oh, no no I think that was probably somebody wrote that like that might have been shopped out as well it was actually like, made for I, Aerosmith it was made for Aerosmith <laughs> and they just backed into it uh, and that's, 
so funny because like you're explaining all of Sia's career. Sia was a studio yeah. song singer songwriter, and then finally, like I think she somebody heard her on. Uh, she was singing something for Rihanna, and then they were like, "Oh no, no, you're just gonna. That's your song now. You're go ahead and be famous. You did it, yeah. dude. Can I can I tell my favorite Sia story? No, please. Yes, what, there, so, there's more than there's more than one. There's more uh, than one. Are you guys are you guys fans of South Park? I assume you are. I'm not familiar. Never heard of it. Yes. Okay. So there was an arc where uh, Randy, who it was uh, Stan's dad, uh, he was Lord for a while. Right. And so like it was him auto tuning his voice and became Lord. And it was it was a whole weird side, side thing. Um, they actually they had a, a woman who sounded like Lord. And it's actually Sia pretending to be Lord. So every time you hear Lord on South Park in like in a woman's voice, that's actually Sia performing. That's and great. She, She's she actually has a song talented. called like it's like feeling good on a Wednesday or feeling good on a, a Tuesday or something. It's actually a pretty good song. She's and great. A, yeah. So uh, anyway, I love that. I mean, wasn't that they had George Clooney on and George Clooney just played the voice of a dog. Yeah. And he only like he that was the only time they've ever done like guest vocal voices. Yeah. Jerry well, he, Seinfeld was a turkey. Well, Clooney was like he, responsible for for South Park becoming a big thing because it was like the tape they had made is like a, a gag gift or something and he spread it. And so, oh. he, yeah, he's actually has a big hand. I, I, Trey Parker and Matt Stone are like two of my Clooney. heroes. So I know everything about Damn. those guys. Also, Bill Hader has just been, Bill Hader just shows up in rooms. Like that Six Days mm -hmm. to Air documentary. That yeah. dude just shows up places and like Rex shop. Like I, I, I still feel like Bill Hader, <laughs> shout out Tulsa boy, uh, uh, <laughs> a fellow Tulsan, just shows up into writer's rooms and then just burns the house down with like his jokes and comedy and writing. Yeah, yeah. Bill Bill Hader is incredible. And yeah, he's been friends with those guys for a while and he's kind of popped into the writers room the last few seasons just to kind of hang out and like he's a super smart guy and so they're like all well, right and he's he done was, some he voices and stuff. He was responsible for the fish fish sticks joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which is it's, fascinating. It's, it's, that Kanye still doesn't understand that joke, which is right. great. Who's who's your little friend, Jack? I don't know what you're talking uh, about. What that cat knew. Oh. What that cat do? This is oh. Cooper. He's a <laughs> Jessica, Actually, Jessica, there is no cat. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, so this is Cooper, and then I've got Reamer and Squeak in the house as well. So, oh my god! Yeah. What is that? Who are they? Just, How does that relate to? That's basketball, man. One of the best movies of all time. Oh, oh yeah, yeah okay, basketball. Fine. Here's the thing about basketball. I, I love was, and this, this. Isn't a fucking story. I love this debate. I, <laughs> the show. I was 11, and I was going to go see the first rated R movie of my whole life over at my friend Levi's house. And we were going to go. We went roller skating, and then we were going to go to his house. And I was so excited to see boobs in a movie. I was very amped about it. And uh, I jumped over a line on this roller skating rink and landed wrong and broke my arm. And so I wound up in the ER overnight on a bunch of morphine as like an 11 year old kid. Didn't get to go see basketball. Still have not seen it to this day. No boobies wow. for you? And also uh, have never seen boobs. Never seen boobs. Weird, I know. Never, oh, wow. Also, uh, wow. Well, yeah. for, uh, a, number one, that's a PG-13 movie. So I don't know. No, what you, There's no way. There's, absolutely, uh, it's a PG-13 no, movie. No way. I don't believe it. I, I am, I am almost, I am like 99% positive. Uh, that's actually Looking a great question. Right what is everybody's first rated R movie they saw? Mine was fucking Deep Blue Ooh. Sea, and I'm proud of it. Oh. I, I love that movie. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, don't Robocop. Movie rules. Robocop. It's so good. Yeah. So I saw good. Mine was uh, um, uh, Lawnmower Man. Okay. Oh, that's ha. a good one, too. I'm I, a god I honestly... I honestly couldn't tell. I, I don't think I remember what my first rated R movie... It, was, it had to be some horror movie that I was, like, way too young to see. It was probably... I I I I I'd have to think about it, but I I don't know what else that my first rated R movie is that I'm mad. Deep Blue Sea fucking rules. That movie yeah, is does. so good because it's, it's unapologetically so campy. Yes, it's like it's just like this is we're we're like oh. a, an absolute all star cast. L yeah. Cool J is yeah. crushing it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Stabs but in, like, the, the most, shark like, in the eye with his cross around his necklace. Yeah, like, what incredible, He's fantastic, incredible. Uh, Drew, uh, you're 100 correct. It is rated R. Yes. I, ah! I, the, the, the more I, I, know. I think about it, the more of course is rated R. What, I'm an the, idiot. So. Well, there's no way that I was wrong on that because I was so excited. Like my That's parents right. like knew about it kind of, but didn't really. And I was like, I, I, they know that baseball is out and they know it's rated R, but I'm just gonna okay. go anyway. So yeah. it's I, mostly I curse know, words. I was gonna say I didn't know. I couldn't confirm if it was rated R or not. I just remember one gag in it 
where Trey Parker and Matt Stone are naked in the locker room and they like turn and they have like elephant sized penises. Like there's yeah. one shot. You, I mean, it's cartoonish and there's, there's, I mean, they look, it looks like dryer hoses. Like they just go, Ugh. and like you, 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 you only see shaft, but only for like half a second. And it's just like, there's no way that was in a PG-13 movie, no. even yeah. as like an over-the-top bit. I was like, I'm willing to bet it's rated R. That would have gotten a rated R alone, yeah. in my and, mind. But and Vic Victoria Silva said Playmate of the Year is also in it at one point. And so, but yeah. Uh, Wouldn't yeah. know. You should, you should watch oh, it. It's a great movie. Mo Mocha should, said, I, I saw Predator. I saw Mocha in the chat said, I saw Predator when I was six. Predator might be my first rated R movie. That oh. might be one. That might be one. I think that might be it, honestly. One yeah. that I remember like seeing start to finish, not on accident. Not also, like it was I, on. That's what and Deep I Blue Sea like... is for me. Yes, because my parents watched rated R movies all the time and I would sneak and watch, but one from start to finish mm. was Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is yeah. like, my, my, you know, like you always had an uncle that had HBO. So there's probably mm -hmm. something you caught by <laughs> accident yes. you know mm -hmm. yeah but the one yeah. i specifically remember like mm -hmm. watching was robocop and it was yeah wow. nice catch one of those like weird or catch an like episode of real sex like too young where it's like <laughs> for all these gross hippies that are just like living on naked communes fucking it's gross i just remember like that putting like a really sour taste in my mouth it's like oh like people are kind of gross i was just kind of like anyway that's all right a little, little hey. maybe a too big of a peek behind the curtain well it's just yeah. always uh, i don't know there's a very specific type of person that uh, that appeared that always appeared in this whole real sex episode yeah. um very very crunchy very granola um geez, jesus christ crunchy. it's time to start the show andrew oh is it starting to, time a, to start a, the show that sounds like it's almost a pack like, of a, a, yeah that's why this is like one of my favorite shows because we just like shoot the shit and it's just like whatever and say whatever you want. Cody, Ooh. it's not time for the rapid fire. Quit it. Look at that rapid fire graphic. <laughs> <laughs> what a you know graphic what it is time that for. was. You know, you know what it is time for. It's time to talk. Ooh, it's time to hit my mic. Uh, it's time to talk about our good friends at ExpressVPN. Ah. Uh. Yep, ExpressVPN.com. Uh, I have ExpressVPN on my phone. It's great. Just a little app, open it up, boop, click it, turn it on, and then uh, my data is private. It's uh, I didn't do what I said I was going to do and use it to watch region-specific TV over the holiday weekend. I thought I was going to do that, ended up doing it. Uh, but that's one of the things you can do. You can set your region to like you know France or wherever and watch uh, TV across the uh, across the world uh, that isn't available. You can so you can watch some French Netflix or uh, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> I can't even imagine French, uh, what would French be on Netflix that. Netflix just sounds like uh, real sex from uh, HBO. Just like, <laughs> I'm yeah, going to go. Exactly. It's a, it's a, it sounds like a silly way of saying like watching porn. Uh, I'm going to go watch a little uh, French Netflix, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I watch him uh, French Netflix grabs box of tissues. Yeah, no, ExpressVPN, I'm sure they're going to love this read. This is great. I'm sure because they, they have to watch them all. Yeah, that's right. Um, so they do a few things. They mask your IP address so nobody's uh, tracking you. They encrypt your data, so uh, keeping it out of the hacker's hands. Also out of uh, your internet service provider's hands who can use that data to then serve you shit, serve you ads based on your search history. Uh, you know, some... Uh, not not my favorite thing. I don't like getting served ads based on what I've, like, you know, what my, what my search history has been. It's creepy. But uh, expressvpn.com uh, slash RTTV is where you can check them out. Give them a shot. We appreciate them sponsoring the show. Ah, that is the read. Thank you, Cody. Good job. Oh, thank you. We landed, you we landed the plan. You did so we good. Did okay. Oh, thank you. Uh, uh <laughs> I, I actually really, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things like, yeah, they gave us a free, it was a free trial of it. So I've got it on my phone. It's making, it's yeah. wonderful. I'm, I'm too, I'm too lazy. I'm just a lazy sack of shit. And like, I've like saw the thing and I was like, <laughs> I'll do that tomorrow. And that was at, in January. <laughs> <laughs> that nice. was a year ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I think, you know what, we're going to, we're going to do the right thing and we're going to start this show on time. I know it's yep. I know it's char I know it's charming it's charmingly uh you know befuddled for us to start the show at like 12:48 or whatever. But let's start this one on time. How about it? What do okay. you say? Do it. Fine. Okay. I refuse. F okay. Well, then we'll just, <laughs> just uh we'll just keep seating the shit and talk about dead, more and then weird dead air for 10 minutes. Yep. Yeah. Some all, just keep some looking at Jack and his cat together. It's just the cat just like mm, he's I don't know, it's just so cute. <laughs> 
Cats on the podcast now. I love it. The best place to scratch is a microphone. We all know this. Yeah. Look at him. I mean, I'm when, when, when the camera's off of me, this is all I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do it on camera. You're not Shit. rubbing your face on this thing. On the mic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, Roses, what's the first questione? The first question today on the most is, what's the most unqualified you've been to do something you had to do? Does this Work question make sense? <laughs> <laughs> I feel really? like many times... Many times in our lives, we've been tasked with doing something that we were in no way qualified <laughs> to do. Um, now, and sometimes with like dangerous, uh, uh, you know, ramifications, <laughs> sometimes not. But a lot, I mean, many times you'll be asked to do something or have to do something or be put in a position where it's like, oh man, this has to get done. And I uh, have do no not have idea what I'm doing. <laughs> no idea what I'm doing, no certification or knowledge or anything. Uh, so that is the question. What's the most unqualified you've been uh, to do something you had to do. I'll start with Jessica. What do you say? Wow. Okay, great. Um, this was, <clears throat> this is a great question because this question, not being qualified to do something should not be confused with imposter syndrome because my first thought was something that I am qualified to do, but I'm like, no, that's my imposter syndrome. So uh, right. the real what thing, what you, what, hold on. Now I need to know what the imposter, what do you think you're, what do oh, you, what are you qualified to do? It's anything and everything that I have imposter syndrome with. Just, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was painting the other night and I'm like, what the fuck? What am I? I'm not a painter. What the hell am I doing? This is going to turn out like <laughs> How shit. Dare I? Like what? Um, but I was thinking, and this happened, I was young. Uh, this was my second internship right out of college. And I was working for a casting director and she was casting for a movie that um the director really really loves authenticity and he wanted a real um sex worker in the movie and so um she tasked me with trying to find this woman and she put me in a room away from everybody else in the casting office there was also a window in there and she closed the blinds and she was like, give me leads uh, by the end of the day. And I was like, where do I, uh, I'm confused. Do I go on like casting sites? And she's like, no, she's like, you need to like do some research and stuff. I'm like, okay, got it. So basically what that meant was I was like, got onto some like escort service pages. And then from there found some other different sites. And I straight up cold called um, some of these women and, told them that I was casting for a film and some of them just like hung up on me. Some of them uh, like didn't, were not kind to me. And then other women actually did um, take my call and talked about it. And I ended up bringing them in for an interview with the casting director. Cause it wasn't just like, oh, here, read this script and audition. It, the, the audition was actually just an interview with the casting director and asking them questions about their life and uh, different stories and all this other stuff. And finally, uh, when we found the woman, the casting director actually let me call her and say that you got the part and she like screamed on the other line and like it, it hopefully changed her life. Um, but yeah, I definitely was not qualified. I was super young, right out of college. I have never been in that world before where I'm just like <laughs> online cold calling, um, you know, and I learned a lot. Um, but at the end, I was so, so happy for the woman that got the part. And I saw her at the rap party and she was just like, this is going to change my life. I was just like very ecstatic for her, but definitely that wasn't woman, qualified Renee to do that. Selliger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can tell you guys like after the, all the detail, like afterwards. Off mic. But, yeah. You can tell us off mic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so curious what movie it was. Yeah. It was interesting, but definitely sat there like alone in there, like freaking out again, just like, oh, what if I don't get her leads by the, by the end of the day? Is she going to fire me? And I've never done this before. I don't know how to, I, I, I don't know how to do any of this. Right. What? Uh, like, couple... just, Insane. I mean, it's one thing like, oh, figure out a casting call and like figure out we need, you know, kids ages seven to 10. Like, okay, but this is something I've like never done before with calling, you know, escort services and stuff wow pretty interesting yeah i i mean like <laughs> I, I i don't like calling people i like like do you understand <laughs> like oh like, sure I, I i hate talking on the phone it's awful yeah. 
Uh, yeah. so, so to like just be like cold calling uh, 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 escorts, uh, yeah, al- ver- various allied tradespeople. Um, yeah, yeah, especially like right also, out of college. Like, also, the tee thing. up for that seems like it's shit. Like just the like getting on the phone with somebody and being like, "Sorry, I don't need your services, but I kind of do." <laughs> like, hear me out for a minute. Hold on, don't yes. hang up. Don't hang up. Don't hang up. Yes, like, I do need to know what your rate is, but I also don't like not interested like i feel like yeah just the entire conversation seems uh challenging from start to finish it was and i wish i just would have had somebody kind of like prep me beforehand because even the casting director didn't know this i guess this is intern work uh which is very interesting um but like some of the women were also like very scared of me if they like in the way that they thought i was just maybe someone that was coming after them in some way. And like, there were certain things that they told me that I was like, no, 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 it's not about that. No, it's I'm legitimately like working for a reputable production company. Um, So it it took some time, but finally glad we found the perfect person. I just love the idea of you calling someone. It's like, um, so I was uh, interested in uh, your services for a film. Uh, like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, you know, uh, girl, girl scene three. So, no, 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 no. Uh, this is a, this is a, this is a motion picture. Like, oh, okay. Well, that pays a lot less. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like, sorry, yes, we can't afford right. to pay you that much. It's like, it probably is, uh, did pay less. <laughs> It's like this is you're gonna take a serious pay cut. Sorry yeah. to be in yeah. uh, and to be in pictures. Yeah, have your yeah. name in lights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's Super just strange. Uh, gosh, what a what a, what an, I mean, I so we talked about this phenomenon on this podcast before. I think we talked about it on the episode that Carolyn Page and Mike Trapp were on a while back uh, from College Humor, which is like I feel like at every at certain points in your life in your career, and it's kind of what this question is about is certain points in your life and career you will be asked to do something that you don't know how to do, but you will have to say yes to in order to go to the next, like, to hit that next rung. Hit that next rung, hit that next step. You'll just be like, and sometimes it does like a little bit of fake it till you make it where you just kind of like go, yeah, I can do that. I totally don't know how, but I can just like muster your courage and like say yes to this. And then, figure it out use your wits and ingenuity to to you know to, to that's feel the out film the world in general i was just like she wanted leads at the end of the day i'm just like i don't what <laughs> it's crazy yeah. but you just like have to do it i don't know yep or else i, I was like yeah. i'm not gonna have a job she i need was, to keep this internship she, she was in high-waisted pants and suspenders smoking a cigar when she walked into your i need i need leads <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day yeah oh you're fired <laughs> yeah i need naked pictures of spider-man on my desk by 3 p.m <laughs> masami 100 percent. So that's mine. That's really. (laughs) Wait, wait, how Um, old were you again? I was it was my second internship out of college. God, I don't know my early my early 20s, but I was still in that bubble of like, oh, everything's great. Like the film world is glamorous. Not like it's not obviously I've learned a lot, but I was just like, oh, I'm going to make it. And at that point I had no self-respect for myself and I was like doing whatever people wanted me to do. I was getting yelled at all the time, you know, stuff like that, like being a PA. Um, so I was just like, I'll do anything and everything. Um, <laughs> ah, yeah. the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Drew, you, you know. <laughs> you know yeah. how it goes. Oh, I just, I've been looking at, yeah. I just had my thousand yard stare kicked in of just like. Yep watching yeah replaying yeah. events yeah. I, I i could see i could see the ghosts of the, your past washing over your eyes drew you were really like we're looking off like yeah i've seen some shit i've I th- seen I and all, done some shit we've all we've all been i, I remember i lived in california for a bit and i was just paing on whatever i get my hands on and one of one of the th- it was, i did a horror movie era like an action horror movie and uh part of me being able to work there was i begged the director to let me sleep in the green room because I didn't really, I was couch surfing. And so I'm like, listen, let, I'll, I'll clean it. Like you won't, no one will know that I'm doing it, but I will, I'll, I'll be the last one on set. And then, you know, in the morning I'll be the first one there. And then, just, yeah. and I, 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 I slept on, in the green room on the couch for about a month. Um, yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. That, re- so, that reminds. Well, while making minimum wage, whatever, five something right. an hour. 
Yep. Of course. Yep. That reminds me. That reminds me of Arrested Development when Tobias Funke is sleeping on the set of the Frank Wrench. This is like a maybe two person joke, but he uses <laughs> the on set bathroom that doesn't work. It's great. It's like I don't think this toilet yeah. flushes. Wait, is someone using the bathroom in here? It's great. Oh anyway, yeah. that's that is some very that is I I I those stories. Those that's some like real like you know dad's advice character building stuff. Yo, yes. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. That like. Yeah, that 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 is a, uh, a, a, a the anvil on which you are hammered into the person you are today. Like yeah. that is the same with customer fire. Yeah, same with like customer service jobs and like when I was waiting oh, tables, dropping stuff in front of other people, having to get on my hands and knees in front of other people and clean up mess is just like super humbling. Like I, I uh, yeah, I spilled corn on a cop once. <laughs> Drew, <laughs> Drew comes in. Spilled corn on a cob once. <laughs> you guys have heard of corn on the cob. Well, uh, let me tell you. About uh, <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a foxworthy joke right there. You might be a redneck. Uh, Jack, yeah. we should ask you the same question before we run all the way out of time. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, my, what's, my, uh, what's up? My, mine's a little less interesting, but uh, I, I was racking my brain of different things. Like, I've, I, I mean, I always talk about theme park stuff, and like, for sure, like, I was 20 something year old managing a crowd of like 2000 people, which I should not have been doing. Um, but <laughs> I think my, my, the one that I was the most like, Oh, this should not be, I shouldn't be in charge of this is my very first job. I had, I worked at a, the arcade in Lakeline mall, which is no longer there. It's in North Austin. It was a Sega Whoa. city. It was awesome. I, I went there like, since I was like 13 years old, I, was, I would go there all the time. And then when I turned 16, they're like, you just want a job here. I'm like, okay. And so, like, I was 16 and a half years old, first real job ever. And uh, I, I worked a summer weekend. It was, like, July 4th weekend, some crazy busy weekend. And uh, I was closing that night. And uh, my manager, for some reason or not, had to leave early. And she just threw me the key. And I'm this 16-year-old kid managing this full-blown arcade with hundreds of people in it. Uh, and, uh, of course, we only didn't have enough staff. So it was just me trying to like push people out and shutting off games one at a time and then i just remember being in our like i did you know pull all the coin machines and stuff because it was all token bases before credit cards were a big thing and um yep. so i got all the cash out of all the machines and i had it in our in our office and i was looking at like twelve thousand dollars in ones and fives and i'm a 16 year old kid just like uh what i just never <laughs> even comprehended that much cash in my life of course and i didn't know what to do with it because i didn't have the safe key so i literally just left it on the desk in our office which was like <laughs> the flimsiest handle to get into like anyone could have just like pushed hard and just walked into it oh of course and i'm just like i guess this goes here and just didn't have any idea <laughs> i think thankfully i figured out how to close the gate on my own so no one could sure. like, easily walk in. But it was definitely one of those things where it's like, I don't know what she was thinking, but it's like, you that was a horrible, horrible <laughs> idea. It's, yeah. it's always so weird to me, like around different parts in town where you go in and like, um, it's just children. I didn't really like when I was 16, I was like, oh, I'm responsible enough to handle these things. And then like now as like an adult man, like you walk in someplace and it's like, who's the manager? And it's like, oh, that person's 18. Like that yeah. person. That's true. This, yeah. This place is built and run by children. Like this mm -hmm. just. Uh... I, I made the mistake of going to a non-draft house theater one time to see, I think, mm -hmm. Hangover 2 of all movies. And, uh, and that was your was second mistake. Yeah. Not the best one. Was... <laughs> I was sitting there and like immediately trailers came on and all of the audio, all of the audio was coming off the right wall. It was like, there was, there was no left or center channel it was all the right channel. And I was like, perfect. That's not right. So I like went out and I told someone at the, uh, end at the, the, you know, the concession stand, I was like, yeah, the audio is messed up. It's only coming off the wall. They're like, okay, we'll, we'll look at it. And like five minutes later, I see someone come in and kind of look and listen and be like, and then just turn around and walk out. And I was like, okay. And then I sat there and watched another 30 minutes and all the audio was on that right wall and it was like okay went out again it's like hey still messed up and then they were like okay we'll see what we can do went back in rest of the movie all audio on the right wall and then i came out and i was like can i talk to a manager like i'm, I'm not i mean i'm upset because that was a horrible experience but it's like that should have been taken care of and like you said it was like a 17 year old girl came out she goes hi how can i help you and i was like oh well, i'm not gonna yell at you 
yeah <laughs> like this, that's, <laughs> it's not it's almost like not fair in a way like i can't yeah. Yeah. 17 you know like oh uh, the person who does like, the sound is not here tonight yeah, like, yeah. Actually, I mean, she was like you know i can i can give you a gift voucher to come back and i'm like why would i want it's a bad experience why would i want to come back to this experience and she's right. like uh well you know we couldn't stop the movie because we'd have to like read and i was like all right i mean i guess i'm just yeah. not coming back you know yeah. and it's like but it's, it's like well uh, anyway yeah i i i'm sorry i i, I had a, a my mind flashed when you talked about like you as like a 16 year old seeing like all that cash at the arcade and then being like oh man the perfect crime you take all this cash and then like as a 16 year old spend it at another arcade no, the, the, thing we, the, the thing we would do that was my nightmare is we'd uh so we'd roll coins into like you know 40 like because you could buy like 10 bucks would get you a roll oh. of, of tokens or whatever yeah. and but we'd have to we'd have to sift through and find tokens from other arcades so like you know people yeah. come from aladdin's castle we have to pull out those tokens and you know lay fun we'd pull those out and by the end of the day we'd have this giant bag full of tokens that wasn't ours and we would just take those and then go to other arcades and use them at theirs and so and then they would mm -hmm. just do it to us and it was just like us using mm -hmm. each other's tokens in, in other arcades and it was my nightmare having to like sift through and find stuff that wasn't ours and i'm sure it was for them too but you know drew you'd, this you'd, reminds you'd, me gosh. of your um series or short pilot you wrote oh yeah i wrote a pilot I li that literally pilot that's what's read. going in my brain as he talks about yeah. that I wrote a pilot about uh, an arcade from uh, uh, just a guy who runs an arcade. I'll send it to you, Jack. You'll love it. Drew, I think <laughs> maybe, nice. I, maybe I mentioned this to you. Actually, I had the rights to the movie Joysticks for about six months. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, Graydon Clark is the guy who directed it. And through a weird circumstance, I ended up meeting people that knew him. And I had this concept for like a sequel to Joysticks. Yeah. And uh, and I, I soft pitched it to him. He goes, that sounds cool. He's like, I'll, I'll, I'll option the rights to you. If you end up making something, you'll you know pay me. But until then, it's, it's all you. And I was like, okay. And then damn, I was 20 at the time and didn't know what I was doing. And, you know, obviously fell apart. But yeah, I'd, I'd love to talk to you about maybe doing something. I've got I've got some fun ideas of some fun movies we could do or shorts or something uh definitely a podcast just about how arcade games work that's all that's all it is that's what we'll turn into. just the pinball the pinball uh arcade game podcast yeah, they were they were such uh, they're they're such magical well i guess i mean i guess they still arcades still exist but like as as a youth before if you like didn't drink or didn't do drugs or i mean sometimes both mm -hmm. you could still go do the, both of those and go to an arcade yeah. but like in terms of like you know as a kid in like the like mid 90s like making your own fun and like places to go that weren't your house it was just like man arcades was it like and that oh, yeah. was that way i felt like for a couple decades was just like yeah and san antonio was like these this nickel arcade that we would go to there were a few of them uh and you could play you could play games for for nickels uh and it was oh man the, there were what, the kids, what a blast it, it was D D or D D. it was ddr D dance dance revolution that yeah. became like the hotness when i was working there and there was literally like kids who would be sitting at the gate waiting for us to open so they could go in and they'd like rotate through it was like 10 kids and they would have like towels and shit it was like they they were super into it and they were really good at it but it was like man that's their life right there and so it's, it was fun, though. I mean, I loved arcades. I mean, something about being shoulder to shoulder playing Mortal Kombat with somebody is such a different experience than playing online at your desk or whatever. It's absolutely it, it was fun. And, you know, yeah. a, lot, a lot of a lot of cool experiences growing up in, in arcades and whatnot. And I, I'm sad to see that sort of entertainment gone. Yeah, as much as I, I mean, yeah, like as much as I understand video gaming and, you know, playing online now. But like you said, with arcades, it's nice just to be around other people. And I think if anything, like with COVID taught us is like being around people, we are meant to be like a community with other people and around other people. And so, yeah, that's yeah. one of the best things about arcade games. I was never any good at them, but I love going to arcades or like the pin stacks is like near me somewhere. Um, and I love P pin stacks. <laughs> no, Pinballs? it's actually, no, it's called pin stacks. Um, what is pin if stacks? Guys, if you guys haven't been there, it's really, it's really the great. Fuck is pin stacks? Yeah, it's is huge. It There's a rolling or Allen? CKS? Um, CKS. Yeah. Oh. Do you, did you find it? Let me know if you found it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 it's like a, it's like oh, a, like a, it's like a uh, David main, main event, main event, David yeah. Buster side place. Ah, okay. yes. yes. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. But yeah, they have like a bowling alley, arcade, bunch of other stuff. But um, 
I just, yeah, it's like you're a kid again and you're just with everybody. But yeah, yeah. miss, yeah. miss them. Yeah, I miss, I miss that. I miss that like day glow neon, like wild pattern carpet that would like. Yes. Uh, oh, know, in the malls. Hide all yes. sorts of disasters. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. It always smelled like exactly. old socks and stuff. Ugh. Yeah. But it was yeah, great. Like great. A, a Jackson Pollock painting in Tron. Like that's exact. That was the exact uh, aesthetic they were going for. Very yeah. good. Love it. Very, love it. Um, we are, we got eight minutes to close second question, to land Andrew, the plane. So let's go to the second, second question. question. I, I will answer this question very quickly. Uh, oh, yeah. one time I had, I had to change a toilet. Um, I had to remove an old toilet and replace it with a new one and, uh, did not know how to do that. And here's the thing. It's not wildly difficult to do that. I mean, in terms of mm -hmm. like the procedure, but if you've ever lifted a toilet mm -hmm. alone, it mm -hmm. is a nightmare. And oh, then it's and you have so to bear cumbersome. You have to then position it perfectly on the like wax gasket or it will just leak. It was a nightmare and something it was just like I'd never done before. It was like, oh, no, we need to change this toilet. It's like, yeah, I, I, I can do that. Yeah, it, I mean, it's with the uh, I mean, maybe the sweatiest I've ever been. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, 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 indoors, uh, like lift like one man just like squat lifting a toilet awful terrible uh but moving on that that, that was probably my thing that i like said Love yes it. to way too young that i know that i knew how to do the totally plumbing and electronics uh, you don't mess with man or plumbing yeah, and electricity and excuse me no man those exactly. are my two favorite those are the only two things i can do on my house it's the only two things anytime <laughs> something breaks i'm like i got this and like nine times out of ten i do got this i, I always feel great after that's uh, good yeah yeah if you turn if you if you if you turn off your breakers or your uh electricity here's, or water at the street you're fine here's the thing with electricity and i'm gonna get to the second question uh i there's always a day of grace for me after i install a new electrical appliance where i'm like uh listen like everybody keep an ear out for like crackles or like smoke or like because i just assume anytime <laughs> i wire something in the house i have i've i've started an electrical fire somewhere else in the house and so I'm just waiting for the house to burn down for about like 24 to 48 hours after I do something. Yeah, so you're just far, like, that's smart. So far, good, fine. Yeah. Just constantly that's like, smart. is that, oh, you put out a candle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah. oh. Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> uh, the second question on today's episode is, what's the most fun you've had on your own? The most fun you've had by yourself, just kicking it, whatever it was. I'm going to leave uh, uh, any sort of blue or uh, sexual things out of this. What's the most fun you had <laughs> okay. on your good own? Good to know. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and exclude that from the answers. But hey, if you've got a good story, <laughs> we might. Um, um, maybe if you have a good story, this uh, this Southern judge will allow it. But uh, other than that, uh, just uh, you know, what's uh, what, what say you, Jessica? Um, were you gonna say something, Drew? No, go ahead, Jess. No, my uh, good thing you said that, Andrew, because I'll always get sexual anytime. Um, but no, it's not a sexual story. Uh, I, I think really the most fun I've ever had on my own uh, was uh, we flew. Jack, I think you might have been there. I don't remember, honestly. We flew to the UK to shoot Haunter, uh, two episodes of Haunter. And uh, that was a week of shooting out there. But then I stayed a week after that and just uh had the time of my life with my own self I, this is the first time i i was alone abroad so it was a little like you know and as a woman mm. i was just like a little scared uh but it was okay everybody was really sweet and i was like oh that's right they don't have guns you know here so like okay there's at least that i might get stabbed and we'll figure it out um but yeah and i like i rented a cottage in the uh cotswolds and i drank a bunch of tea and watched harry potter and i played in the rain and went on a hike and just all by myself like read a book in the park like did not get on social media it was the best time ever so yeah <laughs> yeah that's what that's 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 wholesome as shit yeah yes that's wholesome as shit. yeah that it was real great. great that sounds truly lovely I know, that yeah, sounds like it really was. nice, honestly. Yeah, it was very uh, nice, was actually. This, was, oh, man. D a very similar experience when I uh, went to RTX uh, Well, you were London. there, Andrew. Uh, you were there yeah. that in the UK that when that, I oh, did that all that. that same trip. Yeah, you were there for trip, like... Cause it was, yeah, like RTX or something. That's so. right. That's right. And we went to right. Windsor we Castle to, together. That's right. And we went to... Okay, so that was that same trip. Okay, yeah. I remember that. 
Um, and uh, we went to we went to Deshume and had like maybe the best mm -hmm. food I've ever eaten. Yep, best Indian food. Was oh good. my god, uh, I still think about that. Still mm -hmm. think about that food. Um, well, the gosh, man, uh, I, I'm glad to know that I was on the periphery of that experience. That's, uh, that's so lovely. You were. Um, what a, what a, what a treat. What about you, Jack? Man, I've got, I mean, I, I keep going back to theme park stuff. I mean, when I, I did the Walt Disney World College program and it was like the first time I was ever on my own. I was like 19, 20 years old in Florida with a, an annual pass to a theme park. And I went to those places all the time. And I love doing that stuff solo because you have to worry about like, oh, I've got to wait for someone to use the restroom or you have to eat, blah, blah, blah. That that was a blast. But thinking about like a one specific moment, uh when i i was in las vegas when i turned 21 like literally the stroke wow. of midnight i was in vegas my dad and i went to Ding. vegas and uh, i had been saving up money for all of my like my 20th so i've been saving money to go to vegas on my 21st and so i had like mm -hmm. i think i had like 1500 dollars, maybe two grand to spend in vegas over the course of like four days however long nice. we'll be there for and um literally at midnight my dad and i like we went i got my players card at caesar's palace and then uh <laughs> i just went to a craps table because i was like oh this looks fun and it was something i could kind of watch and kind of figure out what was going on and uh yeah. I, I got to the craps table i put down some cash and then i was like i've never played this before and then sort of these these older guys kind of took me under their wing and they started explaining it and after about an hour my dad he's like i'm gonna go pass out because it was 1 a.m he's like i'm gonna go pass out i'm like all right cool I ended up staying at that table till 8 a.m. the next morning. Holy and I shit. Was, I was up $750. Jack, which, that's wow! so great. At the time, you know, being a kid, I'm like, this is right. amazing. I love gambling. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then, like, I mean, after, like, a couple hours of it, people are like, oh, like, what's your story? I'm like, oh, I just turned 21 two hours ago. And they were like, wait, what? And so that became a thing. And it was like the table yeah. was really fun. The dealers were all awesome. And it was just mm. like like the perfect experience for Vegas for a first time. Like everyone was super friendly. I had a great time. I drank so many Dr. Peppers and, and Cokes while I was there. No, no alcohol yet. And, mm -hmm. uh, and then, uh, and then ended up, ended up winning like 750 bucks. And then That's I took all that great. money because the plan was just to lose it all. Then I took all the money. I ended up going home with like $2,500 of like the money I was supposed to lose. And I bought just a giant ass TV, which was, oh, like, yes. I just blew it all on this a TV. This is a great story. Oh, was awesome. that was great. And yeah. so, yeah, yeah, and I had that TV. It was like a rear projection TV, one of those enormous ones, and it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It weighs yeah. seven hundred pounds. Yeah. Like it is, yeah. it is, it is a two-person TV to lift at least. Okay, Cody. Uh, so I was gonna that's say it. that's my right story. Before, that's wonderful. Right before we go to the rapid fire, uh, I I will say uh, 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 I'm not gonna answer the question. I'm just because we got to move on. But I want to say it behooves Las Vegas to let first-time gamblers. And people who just turned 21, it behooves them to let those people win big their first time there oh, because they will keep coming yeah. back and chasing that high. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It's an addiction for sure. That, I love it. It, mm -hmm. it, it, it. If they know mm -hmm. it's your first time, it mm -hmm. does, it's actually very good business for them to lose yeah. money on you the first time because then you'll just be like, let's go. Like you'll always go, let's go to right. Vegas because you'll keep chasing mm -hmm. that. Anyway, let's go it. to the uh, rapid fire. It's great. It's okay. So right, this is the rapid see. fire. Yeah, this is the rapid fire. Andrew, what are they winning today? Oh, they're winning. It's another little painting because I haven't really gotten, I haven't really accumulated anything stupid. One of your new, paintings? So I want it. It's a little, it's a little, uh, oh. it's a, my little Wyoming farmhouse painting. Wait, I want is that. It, is it in focus? I can't. Very good. Yeah. Little, I uh, I, I, I'm doing a little uh, a series of like little mini paintings on little three by three, right. uh, three by three it's, blocks. It's, so that's, it that's like something Jessica really wants this one. It sounds like it's going to be a really serious round of rapid fire. Today. Jack, <laughs> if, even if you win, can I have it? Sure, it's yours. Fuck you. Oh, well, no well way, to, way to take all the teeth out of it, Jack. Thanks a lot. All right. Jess, you ready? Yes. All right. Uh, questions. Uh, timer starts after I ask the first question. Happy. What is a small thing of nuanced beauty? Uh, seeds. What is someplace you never want to visit? Uh, your asshole. Do you, want to, uh, do you want kids? I don't think so. Do you believe in magic? I do. What's the most inedible thing you've ever eaten? Oh, uh, just twigs. How old is too old? 33, my age. Uh, what's the smallest amount of liquid required to quench your thirst? Ooh, just, just a little tiny bit like this. Have you ever said white people? Oh, for sure. If you were expertly covered in feathers, do you think you could fly? I hope I do, yeah. Which fruit do you think you could throw the farthest? An orange. What's the least amount of money I'd have to give you to shave your head? Oh, fuck. 50K? <laughs> mm, I don't know. Have you ever thrown a punch at someone? 
No, but I want to. Can you lick your own elbow? Let me try. No, I can't. Have you ever been stood up? Uh, probably. I can't remember. Do you enjoy, but I'm sure. po- do you enjoy popping videos? I do. God. Time. <laughs> I do. God. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just uh, like, oh, they're so fascinating, but like, yeah. <laughs> Gross. Uh, Roses. Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen on the money. Fifteen. Uh, yep. Just you. Uh, for somebody who really wanted to win, you you wanted to explain. You were. Uh, you were. Uh, you wanted to explain yourself on those questions. I heard. I you did. Like, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right. Jack, you ready? No, let's do it. Okay, great. <laughs> What's the longest you've ever been upside down? Five minutes. Do you say GIF or JIF? GIF. Have you ever done a corn maze? No. Are you religious? No. Do you think you could beat me in a duel? Yes. Have you ever climbed a mountain? No. How old were you when your parents stopped helping you with money? I'm, I'm not. <laughs> How, far? <laughs> How far do you think the moon is from the earth? Uh, a, a few hundred miles. If there was an Airbnb at the bottom of the Mariana Trench, how long would you make your reservation for? A week. Uh, how many people could you jump over if they were all laying down? Running, I would say five. What are you afraid of? Spiders. What's the yard range for a nine iron? About 175. Are you good at math? Yes. What's the most, what's the off the shelf drug that you take the most? Tylenol. Uh, what's the capital of Bolivia? Uh, I don't know. Santiago. Time. <laughs> That's Chile, Andrew. La- ladies and gentlemen, we have a tie. Oh, oh it's no. It doesn't matter because there are no stakes because Jack said he would give uh, so, Jessica so the painting anyway. So whatever. <laughs> so Jessica, you can have the painting. It's fine. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been our show. This is the most. We love you so much. Uh, go listen to Annual Pass. Uh, uh, follow us on Twitter at the most cast, and we will see you next week. We love you. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.